You're listening to The Room Block Podcast, a series of conversations with compelling professionals from the world of events and hospitality. I'm your host, Jen Salerno. I've spent the last 20 years in different facets of the industry, working alongside a variety of people that have one common goal, to serve our customers by creating memorable experiences. Now, I want to share with you the passions, inspirations, and challenges of the individuals who make it happen. In each episode, we'll hear insight and perspective from two guests that fill some of the many roles within this incredible industry. Welcome to The Room Block and enjoy your stay. Greetings, Room Block podcast listeners. I am so pleased to have you join me on this, well, and every episode. I'm about six months into doing this podcast, and I am continually in awe of the experience. My world has expanded in so many ways, and while that is partly due to the newfound amount of spare time that I have in the age of the pandemic, it is largely in part to doing this podcast and the doors it has opened for me, both internally and externally. I'm going to start today's episode by saying that I may be late to the party, but personal development is relatively new for me. While I have been a fan of physical fitness and keeping my body in decent condition for the most part, I was not terribly inclined to spend much time on mental conditioning. Being a mother of two young kids and managing a team of 11 at a high-intensity job was exciting, and I could even argue enjoyable, but I was in survival mode. I'd run full steam until I'd crash over and over, and I'd never really be accomplishing more than exactly what I needed to get done. It felt like reading a book was never an option. It wasn't until I discovered podcasts that I felt like I could intentionally digest content that was outside of what was being placed in front of me all day long by somebody else. It was 2018 and I was at PCMA Convening Leaders in Nashville when I saw Judy Holler speak for the first time. I was so intrigued by this woman. I had heard of her and we had a ton of mutual connections and she was an events industry veteran who was now a motivational speaker. Well, I was blown away by what I saw and heard. She gave concise, actionable advice on how to, in a nutshell, do life better. So I started to follow Judy on social media, but my life on the hamster wheel went on. Towards the end of 2019, I saw that on January 1st, 2020, Judy Holler would be launching a new podcast. Already a fan of podcasts and having a general and positive awareness of Judy, I decide to subscribe. Judy's podcast became my Wednesday morning commute ritual that caused me to stand up a little straighter, and I began to see 2020 as the year that I was going to own. I had big plans for how to take myself, my team, and my company to the next level. I don't have to tell you what happened a few months later. My director title, my team, and my company were no longer mine. But I still listened to Judy's podcast, which now accompanied me on my walks instead of my drives, And once the idea for my podcast was born, they became my fuel. Every single time a negative thought crept in, I heard Judy's voice in my head, literally, telling me that it was fear coming out to play, and I could either entertain it or I could tell it to go home. Fear didn't stop showing up in a variety of different ways, 
but I was learning to identify it and eventually learning how to shut it down. Judy's message is not necessarily something I hadn't come across before, but the way she delivered it was. The fact that she is who she is, that she used to sell hotels and destinations just like I used to, and was now 100% dedicated to selling herself resonated. And it was further proof that whatever I put out there just might be received by somebody in a special way because of who I am and what my story is. There was another woman too who entered my consciousness during this time. I think I first learned about Courtney Stanley when I was doing research on other industry podcasts and I came across her show called Dare to Interrupt, which was associated with meetings today. She was also the youngest member to have ever been elected to MPI's International Board of Directors, among other impressive accomplishments. Wow, who is this woman? I was so impressed with what I saw, and the more I learned about Courtney, the more I admired her. She was fighting for women to have the right to be fierce and to not apologize for it. Her confidence, yet her realness, and her dedication to lifting up herself and others inspired me. This woman was showing up as herself every day, proud enough to celebrate the good, brave enough to admit the bad, but always with compassion and encouragement either way. She empowered women to look, act, and feel like we wanted to and stood on the sidelines cheering us on. A few months into my podcast, after running the reps and conducting various fear experiments, Seeing what worked, what didn't, and watching my momentum build because of this work, I realized that it was time to conduct a very large fear experiment. And this episode, dear listeners, is the result. I can't say that approaching Judy and Courtney to co-guest on the show is the only fear experiment that got me here. After all, this is my 18th episode, and that took hundreds of fear experiments along the way. But it is a big one and one that six months ago was only a dream. So stay tuned for my conversation with meeting professionals turned power entrepreneurs, Judy Holler and Courtney Stanley, as they offer ideas on how to inspire courage through action, alternative ways to look at and deal with anxiety, and explain why setting goals and establishing intentional daily habits are the foundation to building the lives of their dreams. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Room Block Podcast. Today, we have with us Judy Holler and Courtney Stanley. I am so excited to welcome you both. Welcome to the Room Block. <laughs> hey, Jen. Hi, Jen. <laughs> this is this is this is a girl party I can get down with. This is a this is a power podcast room right now. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm me so too. here for it. I, I feel like I'm I'm looking at you two on screen and it's very surreal because I I see you both on social media all the time and here you are sitting at my computer we're personally talking so it's this is very exciting for me thank you both so much for being here so just for the audience um, I just want to make sure everyone kind of understands the relevance of Judy and Courtney being on the show you know my audience is primarily event industry, meeting planners, hoteliers, you know, pretty much just everyone that's involved in this wonderful industry of ours. Courtney and Judy are industry veterans. Uh, they're not only 
motivational speakers and and have a whole bunch of various service offerings that we'll get into, but they are at heart events industry professionals. So I would love to have them both kind of give their background, explain where they came from and how they got to where they are today. So Judy Holler, will you start off with your story? I will. And we were just saying, why does this question always make me nervous? (laughs) I don't know why. Maybe it's because like introducing yourself is an act of courage in itself. And I think it's one that gets better over time because the more you do it, the more swagger and more confidence you get around it. But I got to tell you guys before I jump into that, and I think all the event professionals listening will love this. So if you've got a panel coming up, if you're doing something cool on Zoom and Courtney, like you with your lemonade, lemonade hasn't happened yet, has it? No, okay, no, good. March 8th, March 8th. All right, Women's Day, it's coming up. Um, I was recently in an event where they had um, the panelists introduce each other and they didn't give an order and everybody knew each other loosely. So it was a little bit of improv because, you know, and it also showed like who really did their homework on the panelists, but it was a really mm. cool way for everyone to sort of toot up and power up and boss up on the other person, like toot the horn of someone else without you having to toot your own horn. And it just became this really cool thing. And I also saw it done recently on Clubhouse. So should we, should we try it? We could try. Should we, try it? Should we do I can totally improv? introduce you. Yeah, I, I can, can totally introduce you. you. Okay, let's do it. Let's do, do it. Yes, please. Brand new for the performance show. Performance <laughs> of Judy Holler introducing Courtney Stanley and Courtney Stanley introducing Judy Holler. So since I'm up first, let me introduce and bring to the stage my friend and the very incredible Courtney Stanley, who is not only an entrepreneur and an event professional, she is um, an MC, uh, a speaker, she's a coach to, to powerhouse women, and she is building a brand that began in our industry and is quickly and inspirationally moving outside of the uh, event space. And so uh, Courtney is has a, a new event coming up. You're launching events. Uh, Lemonade is happening on International Women's Day. Uh, I have a feeling a book is in your future. Um, if you haven't booked Courtney to be on one of your stages, uh, you certainly should take a good look at her. But I was proud uh, personally, I'll say, to, to know Courtney over the last couple of years, gotten to know her through the uh, world of of MPI and and the events world, but I got to personally work with her for a few months and we did some mentoring and coaching and um, it was just so fun to get to know Courtney a little bit more intimately and uh, watch out world. She is certainly a woman on the rise and um, really, really proud to know her. But yeah, speaker, soon to be author, uh, <laughs> entrepreneur, and a really great host and MC. So did I? Did I do that right? I don't know. You did it too well. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was fantastic. That was like rock star. There's a script. There's got to be a script somewhere. That was so good. I know. Oh my god. She's gosh. got your website pulled up. No, I, 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 I should have. I, I, no. I think I covered all the things. Okay, cool. So we'll, okay. we'll give it a go. But I think it's just, it makes it, it feels a little bit better than introducing yourself, you know? I think so too. And you totally hit the nail on, on the head. So thanks, Judy, for that wonderful welcome, welcome. introduction. So Judy Holler is a phenomenal woman. She is an, a, a best-selling author of Fear is My Homeboy, fantastic hot pink book that you can find in airports, which I feel like is so cool. 
She also has a podcast called Yes And, which is all about just being brave and using improv to say yes to things in life. And it's just super cool. It's such a great series of interviews with badass people. And I love it. So tune in if you haven't tuned in yet. Of course, Judy's an amazing speaker. So I actually had the pleasure of seeing Judy speak for the very first time last March. I can't believe it's it's almost been a year. And it was just so great. I feel like Judy specializes in really understanding how to embrace fear to become a stronger, more powerful version of yourself. So I just, I love Judy. She also does coaching. She also has an amazing planner and is now partnering with some vibe and thrive, which is so cool. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking for a woman who's just super real and super motivational and just like the best little dose of positive energy, Judy Holler is your woman. Hmm. See, that doesn't it feel good? Like hearing someone, oh, you know, give you that bit of introduction. Now I feel like, Jen, we got to return the favor in some capacity and this <laughs> is your show so everybody knows you. But it just feels really good to have someone like remind you of your power and, and, and also take that pressure off of yourself. So thanks for playing along. And I'm so excited to be here. Look at that. We had some improv on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's already yeah. happening. And, you know, I have to just comment that speaking of Judy's podcast, my podcast exists primarily because of your podcast. <laughs> and Amazing. I and I, I got the idea when I was on furlough and it was your podcast that gave me the courage to do it so alongside good. my support system, of course. But so I mean, I remember before I recorded my first episode, what was I doing? I was in my room listening to your podcast. Like, okay, 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 I can do this. <laughs> you know? Yes. I think it's yes. so great. I mean, the first of all, thank you for sharing that with me. And I, I know you've written that to me before, and it was just amazing to hear. And sometimes you don't realize, and you don't realize who's watching and, and how you're inspiring people. And everybody's watching, all three of us. And if you're listening right now, you're being watched as well. And I think that's an incredible maybe way to kick off because we have this opportunity every day to be a role model, a courage role model, a confidence role model. Like when I see Courtney post a photo of herself standing in her power, mm. telling me a story about something she's done in her life, it gives me the permission to go do that for myself. And when I see Jen on LinkedIn, Reminding her network of who she is and why she's here and who's on her podcast, it reminds me to go do the same for myself. And I think for so long, we've been hiding and for so long, we've been afraid and for so long, we've been dimming our light and time's up. It's enough. We have all woken up and I, I really believe we've all woken up to this possibility that now is the time and the reality that now is the time. And if 2020 gave me anything, it's perspective. And uh, wh why wait? Why wait, right? Now is the time. And does that mean it's easy? No. But is it important? Yes. And Jen, you starting your podcast certainly required you to get uncomfortable and to do a bunch of stuff you've never done before. Never did, yeah. <laughs> but now look at the story you have to tell and a new skill set you have, right? And if you only, and I hope, and then I'll stop on this tangent, but I hope every event professional hears me when I say this. If you only remain qualified for the job that you have, you are vulnerable. You have to constantly be thinking about what can I learn? Who can I meet? 
How can I grow? What can I add to my portfolio of services? How can I make sure that when push comes to shove, I'm the one they can't live without because I have a diversified skill set that not only qualifies me for the job that I have, but potentially for jobs that may not even exist yet or jobs that um, I may need to step into should something happen. And that's something I was always thinking about. I don't know if you did anything similar to that, Courtney, uh, when you were in corporate and you too, Jen, but I was always thinking about, you know, how can I diversify my skill set, amplify my portfolio of services so that I'm the one uh, that's different than everybody else? Well, the thing is, is, I don't think I was doing that when I was in the corporate world. And I think that's why what happened in 2020 was so crushing because that was my first instinct was, well, who am I without being at my job? I mean, that was my identity. But so then you kind of realize, and, and honestly, like oh, Courtney, a lot of your content was very helpful to me. And from that point of view of like, well, wait a minute, there's there's more to you. I mean, especially Courtney, your, your 2020 story is very inspiring from the same standpoint. You know, I mean, you were not, no one was expecting it, obviously, but you know, <laughs> no. that was your, what, basically one year into being this entrepreneur, leaving corporate and it happened all right away you left your job, 2020 happened. <laughs> so, you know, it's like you you taught me a lot of things about just branching out and you don't have to identify with just your job. It's, it's there's so much more to who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree, Jen. And so I'm reading, I'm reading the book Untamed by Miss Glennon Doyle right now. And so I was good. just like bawling my eyes out this morning because things were just like hitting me in all the raw spots. But one of the one of the quotes that she's known for with that book is we can do hard things and i feel like that's become such a powerful mantra not just for me personally but for our industry and for our friends and our family members and anybody who's going through this tough time something that i was just thinking about when judy you were speaking to this is that even in the worst time so arguably 2020 was the absolute worst moment for me to launch a new business like super objectively speaking it was a terrible time to launch a new business to jump into the pool of entrepreneurship but what's interesting is that even in the worst year possible to start something new and to step into a new chapter I, it was still doable so if i feel like people right now are asking the question you know, I've been dreaming about this. I've been thinking about this. It's on my heart. It's on my mind, this project, this dream that I have. But it seems like this is the worst possible time to start something new. And it probably is. But at the same time, it's still doable. And I totally believe that hindsight is twenty twenty. I think the year 2020 will be full of hindsight for people. And that's what ended up happening, even in the worst time to take a risk, to take a leap of faith. It still turned out okay, first of all. But secondly, it, it really challenged me to grow so much more than if it had been easier for me to try something hard. That's really true. Definitely a blessing in disguise for so many of us. You know, my husband made the comment the other day. He's like, I don't think I've seen you this happy since we first met and you were a concierge <laughs> at a hotel, you know? And I'm like, wow, like, what does that mean? That's kind of scary, but exciting at the same time. Yes. So, and not that I wasn't happy in what I was doing. You know, I loved my job, loved the industry, right? But just to go through these various 
fear experiments (laughs) all the time, I mean, you really start to feel empowered. So, you know, Courtney, you experienced that as yourself, you know, you did the hardest thing in the hardest possible year, but man, now it's like, that won't be smooth sailing, but (laughs) (laughs) you you were primed, right? (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, so on that note, you know, we're talking about starting, right? And I was thinking, what would I want to ask these two? Because I really enjoy, you know, just following your stories. And, and I find them both very inspiring. Can you guys go back to your day one? I mean, I know Judy's yours is several years back. Courtney's, your, your might, yours might not be that much further back. But I'd love to hear about your day one. And like, what did that look like and feel like to you? How have you evolved since then? And what has been guiding you? to get to day two, day three, day four, day 365, and so on. And are we to clarify day one of our careers or day one of entrepreneurship? Day one of entrepreneurship. Day one of of just starting to become the you that you are today. Well, I think Courtney and I are going to have very different answers because did your, Courtney, was your day, well, we should have different answers because every story is different. Uh, but my day one was, I mean, day one, day one was July 1st, 2016, when like I didn't get my first paycheck from corporate, but I was mm. slow building this since, since tw- I got LLC, my company in 2013 and like spoke for free for a few years. And then all of a sudden, like get a little money here, get a little money here, get a little money here. And it started to turn into a thing. And that's when my boss sat me down at the Lowe's in Chicago and said, you're gonna have to make a decision. And I was like, I do not choose you. And I quit. (laughs) And that was in April of 2016. So July 1st, 2016 was when I like was literally like, okay, (laughs) I, this is it. Like I have done it, right? Wasn't married yet, none of that at the time. Um, So I really, how I felt on that day, if I consider that to be my true day one was, and maybe even the feeling I go back to that day, April, I think it was 12, 2016, when I literally sat at that breakfast and was like, and called my soon to be fiance. And I was like, I just quit my job. I just quit my job. And it was like this feeling of like, oh my God, I might puke, but also this feeling of like massive freedom, like massive freedom. Because for so long I had been kind of living this double life and I was always worried about being found out. Now I'm worried about being found out in a different way because we all struggle with imposter syndrome, I think as business owners, as creators, as human beings, right? Oh my God, so one day they're gonna figure out I have no idea what I'm doing, right? (laughs) But at that time I was like, oh gosh, I don't have to hide anymore. I can really put my energy into this. And so I felt very free and very scared. But what I wanna say about my day one is this and a lot of folks listening right now and jen yourself included have sort of been forced into a day one because of furlough you know none of us saw in a million years this coming and even myself my keynote speaking business hit an absolute brick wall in march so i saw a new day one in march as well and I think we'll continue to see that. I mean, I think that's entrepreneurship. I think that's life. And I think thinking about 
thinking about the bus, we have this thing in our, our business. It's called, do you, do you, does our business pass the bus test? Like if Judy Holler were to get by, hit by a bus, would I still have a business? Would things still sustain? And in March of earlier this year, the answer was hell no. There's no mm-hmm. way. Like it was just me on a stage. I had a book, but you don't retire off of book sales. It's certainly not in the beginning, right? And so speaking was my my livelihood, right? And and the, the mainstay in, in my business. So we're always kind of thinking about the bus test. But what I want to say back to my very first day one, April 2016 versus the day one COVID forced upon us, um, because we're always going to have disruption. And we can talk a little bit later about that and, and how we all have handled it. Um, I want to remind everybody that starting something new and taking the leap is a lot easier to do with a bit of a net. And let me explain what I mean. The reason human beings jump out of a plane is because there's a parachute on their back. Okay. Yeah, they're brave but they also know they got a shoot on their back and they're hoping it's going to open and the odds are it's going to open, right? But they jump out of a plane because there's a parachute on their back. So I jumped out of that proverbial plane with a little bit of a parachute. I didn't have all the money in the world saved up, but I had known that this was coming and I side hustled for a little bit to make sure I had a bit of money not all the money in the world. I maybe had $15,000 in the bank, but I knew that I could live for a few months off of that. I could ride it out. And if anything went down, I could always go get a job at a hotel. Well, certainly times have changed and things are a little bit different right now. And a lot of people have been talking about saving and someday for a long time. And now we all realize how important and critical it is uh, to be thinking about diversifying your business, your life, your portfolio, all the good stuff. And it's never too late to do that. But for me, my day one um, felt freeing and exciting because I knew I had earned earned my place there, but I also had a little bit of a net so that if it didn't work out, I could go back to the hotel business and I never did. It was the best decision I, I ever made, but I... Um, I was scared and I felt very free, but I also um, was prepared. I was prepared. I'm a very prepared, unprepared person. Improvisers are some of the most prepared, unprepared, underprepared people you ever meet, which I think is a a surprising fact to know. So I'll stop there and let that land because I'm really excited to hear what Courtney's answer is going to be to that. But COVID is reminding us that we're never really in charge and we're never really in control. Uh, But the one thing we can always control is how we show up. And I knew... Um, people love to make the joke about entrepreneurship being really risky. In my opinion, I think it's risky to put your hands in the hands of someone else because I think we're seeing right now, uh, my husband's still out of a job. My husband is still furloughed. You know what I mean? And there is no guarantee and the, the runaround is unbelievable. So why not bet on yourself? If you've got a skill set, if you've got a marketable business, if you have a problem and there's a market you can solve that problem for, figure it out. Now is the time. Now is the time. Um, I think that's the best bet you can ever make. But day one, that's my day one. Long story, but day one, man. And I hope I continue to have a lot of day ones because day ones mean you're learning and something new is happening in your life. That's true. It's like that um, at the PCMA Convening Leaders, there was a session about the S-curve of learning and that you get to the point where you're like, okay, now I know what I know. And then you got to jump off and go back to the bottom of the S and start yes. over again. So day one over and over again. Yes. Just like you said. Yes. 
Yeah, I love, Judy, I love that you mentioned the day one thing and how important it is to have those day ones. That's exactly what I was thinking, because even I've had so many day ones in my career, especially where, you know, like first job is a day one. First time getting fired is a day one. Second time getting fired, totally different day one. You know, like there are so many different day ones that happen. And of course, yeah, launching a new business and not getting a paycheck and and that kind of thing, that scary, scary leap is a massive day one. And Judy, you and I have actually very similar stories leading up to that big entrepreneurial day one where side hustle, side hustle for life. I'm such an advocate for building something on the side, something you love to do that if it doesn't actually make any money, it doesn't matter. But I think side hustling is so important. And actually, one thing that I've realized that, and I'm this way too, but a lot of women specifically are afraid to own a new title without Mm. specific qualifications or credentials. So someone, someone messaged me the other day on LinkedIn and she was like, how, how did you get into emceeing, get into hosting? And I was like, I just put it on my website. I appointed myself. I yeah. appointed my. I just put it on my I website. I literally wanted to ask you guys that. <laughs> oh, we got to yeah. go there. Pin, pin this conversation. Courtney, yes, keep going. Oh, amen. I think that we wait for somebody else to tell us who we are mm. instead of just deciding this is who we are. Mm. And nobody's going to argue with you. If you say, I'm an event MC. You show up on camera, you're putting your name out there for different gigs that are popping up. That's what I did. And then within, you know, a month or two, I was doing MC gigs. And then people were like, well, how'd you get into that? And I'm like, I just decided. I just decided I was going to say this is what I'm going to do. Try it out. If I don't like it, I'll ditch it. If I love it, I'm going to grow it. And I just, I think that we wait way too long for Mm. permission instead of just giving ourselves permission to do whatever the hell we want to do that makes us happy to try things and to fail and really that's that's really what 2020 was all about for me day one was january 1st i was terrified i so vividly remember the first week of the year not knowing what to do with my time i was like so antsy like what do i do like i'm a natural like hustler and I I like to be busy. I like to be working on projects. I actually love working on teams and with other people. So I was Mm -hmm. just like, what am I doing right now? And I was such a nervous wreck. And so I, you know, I, I just started chipping away and talking to people and got to a place where I was like, okay, you know, I'm in a good groove. This year looks pretty promising. Then the second day one, same as Judy happened around March where it was just like everything canceled money disappeared. Mm. I now know to include certain language oh, in contracts. No mistakes, only gifts. Yes. <laughs> to make sure that I protect myself financially when things like that happen. So there were so many learnings last year that helped me become a smarter businesswoman. I think the biggest area of growth for me was self-confidence. Mm. By the end of the year, I was a completely different woman, completely different leader and a completely different entrepreneur through the growth of confidence that I had in knowing that I could do really difficult things and that I was really the only person who was going to stop myself from getting to that end goal. And sometimes the journey is not what we expect and that's okay. But just taking steps forward and continuing to build momentum, that's what 
really pushes you to that next level that you're trying to, to get to. The journey is never what you expect, but it's always the reward, right? <laughs> to go back to my days of yoga, <laughs> that yes. was always our, our mantra. The journey is my reward. Yes. But, um, oh my gosh. So my, my mind is blown right now because I'm sitting here watching you guys thinking, you know, well, I mean, clearly you must have had, you must have trained as an MC or you appointed yourself. That's what you're mm -hmm. saying. I, I mean, I'm blown away because I see you and I, I'm like, oh, she's out there doing it. You know I mean? You are, you are doing it. You're both doing it. And I'm just so impressed. The fear you have to overcome to appoint yourself as that person that you haven't seen yourself being before yeah. is, it's remarkable. Well, and the fear you work with, like, and I know Courtney would probably agree with this too. You know, it's what I'm so glad you said it that way, Jen, because I think this is a profound transformation that happened for me. And it's exactly why my book is all about befriending fear, because I think the number one question that comes into our community, and certainly it's in my inbox on the regular, is how do I get over my fear? How do I get rid of my fear? And I'm like, yo, you will never get rid of your fear. That is the bad news, but the good news is you can figure out how to work with it. And so what Courtney is saying to you, Jen, and what you're doing, you're living proof of this, right? And, and what I've done is through repeated attempts of doing scary things and living to talk about it, like standing on a stage and emceeing your first event, you give yourself the confidence to keep doing scary things and live to talk about it, right? So this is why I use improv in my keynotes. It's one of my favorite things about improv and why I do it in my keynotes. I never say, okay, you're going to come up and improvise with me. I let people pick, choose themselves because they're going to choose themselves into a situation they've never been in before. They're going to think there's no way I can do it. I'm a nervous wreck. They're going to do it. They're going to get a ton of laughs. They're going to crush it. And they're going to prove to themselves and everybody in the room that they can do hard things. And if that person can do hard things, well, then I can do hard things, right? And that's what's so contagious about courage. And so I don't know about for Courtney, but for me, and I bet Courtney has a similar situation, um, I even think of like speaking and I'm seeing and choosing yourself and appointing yourself and even coaching up recently. Like I took on a few private coaching clients because I wanted to see what that felt like. And people were like, you know, from out my outside world were like, oh, well, what's your certification? And you have on like uh, the certification of life, yeah. the certification <laughs> of scaling a seven figure company, the certification of like keeping my business alive in COVID, the certification of like not falling victim to depression and anxiety and mental illness, the certification of moving forward when all I want to do is lay in bed. Like, uh, I get straight A's in the school of hustle. I may not have gotten straight A's in the school of school. I was a very social student, not necessarily a good test-taking student, but yo, I get a, a straight A's in the school of hustle. And I know business, I know entrepreneurship, I have ideas. Do I know it all? No. Um, so, so appoint yourself. And the, the only way I got any good at improv was by improvising. The only way I got any good at speaking is by speaking. I don't take down a lot of my old tape on purpose. You go to my YouTube, you can go into the archives. You can go to my Instagram and scroll all the way back to the beginning of Judy Holler. You will watch and I just talked in third person, that's super weird. But you will watch the evolution of the brand and the business and the human being. And Courtney, that has been really fun for me to watch you do, by the way, because I have seen 
seen the change in you. I have seen that confidence you just spoke about. You see it. You see it in the way you talk about yourself, the way you market your events, the way you step into your power, the way you say, I'm a coach and I have an event and here's what I'm doing. You can either join or you can't, but here's where, here's where we're going. And when you do that, people can't help but stop the scroll and notice. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. But yeah, Jen, it all goes back to running the reps. We appoint ourselves. We have to have the courage, of course, to appoint ourselves. That's step one. But step two is then now doing the work and sitting down to record your podcast every week and reaching out to guests and going, 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 going reps. It's really, truly all about reps. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I mean, and I, to go back to thinking about you know, day one of the podcast and listening to your podcast, trying to ramp myself up to do the recording. And now it's just, it's just, it's like smooth. It's a smooth process. So it is fun to see that happen. And I think that's why my husband made the comment about me being a happier person, just mm -hmm. because it's, you're just, you're, you're proving to yourself over and over. It's like, you know, when you train for a marathon and every week you're going through the training and you this week you ran five miles. You've never done that before. Then the next week you run six miles. Every week you're doing something you've never done before. Yeah. And like it was yes. like the best, it's the exciting. best feeling. All right. You talked about something and what you were just saying, and you brought up a topic that I would just love to touch on for a minute. And that would be anxiety. You talked about overcoming or or working through anxiety and in, in, in your dealing with that in what you're doing. And Courtney, you've also talked about it on your platform as well. You've you've both admitted to it, so I hope you don't mind that I'm mm -hmm. bringing it up here on the show. But I mean, you're you're both open about it, talking about the fact that it's something you deal with. And then I couldn't help but notice other people that I admire, Mel Robbins, for example. She's very open about talking about her anxiety. So I'm just curious what you guys think. Is anxiety something that many many entrepreneurs share? successful people share because that's what drives them to be successful. It's just a strange thing that so many people seem to have in common. And I'm glad that it's actually coming out a lot in public because I think more people suffer from it than we ever would have thought. Yeah. Well, I'll start by saying that anxiety sucks, like completely royally blows. <laughs> so if, if you're listening to this and you have anxiety, we love you and we feel you and you're not alone. So I want to start by saying that. Um, I don't think that anxiety drives success. I will say that anxiety can drive perfectionism. It can drive the need to be seen a certain way. Mm -hmm. It can drive um, achievements in terms of, you know, being recognized for certain work. But I personally will, would not say that my anxiety drives my ambitions. I would say that I have struggled with anxiety for a long time. It actually started in my, I would say, first job going into second job, but really, really flared up in my second job. And it was in no way a good thing in terms of being a motivator and what I have learned over the years of studying anxiety, because I think that's important too. If you struggle with any kind of mental health issue, it's important to research it, get to know it, don't be afraid of it, dive in the, the murky, scary waters of what you're experiencing and educate yourself on what your body's response is, what your brain actually does when you become anxious. So anxiety is essentially the flight or 
or uh, fight mode. So you either you stay and you fight or you get really overwhelmed and you run. That's what anxiety is. That's the type of chemical that's triggered in your brain when you become overwhelmed. So in doing research about anxiety, it is true that a lot of high achieving people struggle with anxiety because a lot of those types of personalities are grinding hard. They're burning out. They are wanting to be the best. They have huge goals that they're striving toward. Maybe they do care a little bit too much about pleasing other people, meeting everybody's needs, putting themselves last, being seen a certain way. And of course, these are all things that I've experienced as I'm talking about this stuff. But so many people who you see on social media who look like they have it all together that are making huge strides in the world and we applaud them for it. We can't see what's going on behind closed doors. So I remember even when I first started talking about having issues with anxiety, people were like, really? You have anxiety? But you like get on stages and talk to all these people and you're always at networking events and like you're so comfortable. And what people don't understand is that anxiety is an invisible thing. It's not something that you can look at somebody and say, that's an anxious person. It's something where people are typically pretty darn good at covering it up until they can't. And that's when you tend to see people remove themselves from social, from social interactions in person, that kind of thing. Judy, what do you think? Because I know this is something that you've you've talked about too. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I I'm head nodding over here because yeah, I mean, and I, I what, one of my favorite things about what you said is to, you know knowledge is power. I believe that uh, with everything, whether you're starting a business, trying to manage fear, trying to protect your mental mental health, you know, the more you know, <laughs> the more tools you have to figure out. Okay. How does m myself, Judy Holler, again in third person, and her DNA figure out how to move through and with this anxiety? Because Courtney's going to handle her anxiety very different than I will, and Jen's going to handle her anxiety very different than I will. And the root cause of our anxiety and things that may be stressing us out are different. Uh, but what is always guaranteed is what anxiety is. And it is us worrying about stuff that hasn't happened yet. It's us dress rehearsing worst case scenarios. And I'm really, really good at that, right? Mm. Um, and I will tell you, COVID and last year really shined a huge light on the parts of myself that need to heal. Um, and they need to heal fast. And they need to heal now. Because the places I'm going require me to be very focused and very awake to the fact that I will not always be in control. And if I wake up every day worried, I will no longer have fun. And I've got to tell you guys something. So on Instagram the other day, Somebody posed a question and I thought it was so good. And it almost made me, it, well, it did make me cry. I won't cry right here. I shouldn't cry. But it was a very powerful thing. And I'm going to ask it to you too. She wrote, tough question. If you had to relive one day from 2020, which would it be and why? And I mm. read her Instagram post and I put it down and I did just what you did. And both of you, they both went and they both sat back. Okay, so I did the same thing. I put it down and I went, and I instantly thought back to Denver 
to the last stage that I spoke on live. Hmm. And I would have gone back to that, but not because I want to be on stage or with all the people or, oh, look at me and I'm on stage and talking to people. I would have told that girl to relax. I would have told her to have fun, to let go of the worry and the stress and stop freaking out about what other people are going to think or how you're going to look or is the skirt look right on me or, oh my God, are people making fun of me? And that lady in the front row is with the weird resting bee face. Does she like (laughs) me or does she hate me? I would have just had more fun. And And I wanted to say that to you right here because I think it's something that we need to hear. Like if you think back to maybe what your answer to that question would be, you know, what would you tell that version of yourself that had no idea what was going to be taken from you this year or changed for you this year? And, you know, it goes back to the conversation on anxiety. It has helped. It has cracked open so many doors for me. It is, it has made me realize, and I, I've always taken my mental health very seriously. I I am very big in the mental wellness space and getting even more involved in it and doing, like Courtney, a lot of reading and a lot of learning because that is power, right? Um, So I've always sort of had rituals and things to protect my mental health. And maybe we could talk about some of our favorite rituals here because I'd love to know what you guys do. Uh, But for me, it was just that, that awakening to this isn't working anymore. I can't continue to live in this headspace. Because if I do, I will burn out. And where I'm going, you're not invited. This mm-hmm. is not invited. You can be a part of the story and you, re- I know I can't get rid of you, but I need to remind you who the boss is. And that's kind of the same thing I do with my fear. Like, I, I know I need you. I know you keep me safe most days. But right now I'm on the stage. Right now I'm on the podcast. Right now I'm, I'm the boss not you. And, and my anxiety was bossing me around. So I've laid down some things for myself. Like I recently stopped, I'm exploring an alcohol-free life. It is something that has greatly reduced my anxiety and made a tremendous change uh, for me. So I'm toying around with new ways of exploring who I am on the other side of anxiety and also alongside of my anxiety because I am an anxious person, but I can use it to my advantage, but I also don't want to become prisoner to it. And so I share that little Instagram thing with you because it was really fascinating to read the responses people gave. And um, most importantly, it really woke me up to the fact of, wow, that's what I would have told that girl. So how do I bring that answer into everything I do? And I'm always trying to remind myself, last but not least, I'm like, Judy, it ain't that deep. Like it ain't that deep. If you are not having a good time, lay it down. Because it shouldn't be painful. It shouldn't be painful all the time. You know what I mean? If I'm not having fun, then something needs to change. It's not going to be all roses and daisies. I'm not trying to say that it should, right? I get it. We all have hard times and things. We have to go to the dentist and pay our taxes and do do stuff we don't want to do. But if... If you're more stressed out than happy most days, yeah. And it's like your husband saying that to you. That's an interesting comment. And what was it about those days of you being a concierge? What can you tap back into? What what was it about that time in your life that is maybe worth a look at, you know? All interesting questions. Very, yeah, very powerful. Judy, one thing that I love that you said was about how anxiety is living in things or a time that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, the future. Mm -hmm. The future. So 
I have actually heard a therapist say that anxiety is living in the future. Depression is living in the past. Mm. And what a lot of people don't understand is that anxiety and depression are cousins. Mm -hmm. So it's very, it can be very confusing if you struggle with anxiety, but you feel depressed, but you're actually anxious and maybe not depressed, but it's, it's a very, it, it can be a very cloudy emotional experience. So that was a game changer to me just to even hear that depression is living in the past, anxiety is living in the future. So staying present and really like being in tune with yourself and what's going on in your life right then and enjoying the moment and not, you know, thinking ahead and stressing out and that kind of thing. Super, super powerful stuff. The statement I'm obsessed with right now is the realness of right now, because this Mm -hmm. right here with y'all, this is what's happening right now. So great. How can I show up for this right now? And when I'm, you know, when I do a lot of time blocking in my life and my planners all about that, right? Time blocking and batching tasks. So I can stay focused. And that was 100% created because of anxiety. And so depression is worrying about things that have happened in the past and anxiety stressing about the future. Well, what can I do right now today? Knowing that I may have to improvise and be flexible. And by the way, could we all just stop saying pivot? What we're really doing is improvising every single day. Uh, we've been talking about this for a decade over here, right? Mm. And we are improvisers. We are improvisers. And so, yeah, I do a lot of that, like, What I love about that, Courtney, I do a lot of that time blocking to make sure that I'm like, okay, like, so it's Wednesday, we're recording this on a Wednesday. And so I do wait, I do waves Wednesdays. So for me on Wednesdays, I make waves. So I spend two, two hour time blocks making waves and I take breathing breaks and stuff like once an hour in those. So four hours a day on Wednesday, but I break it up into two, two hour time blocks with a break in between. I make waves. I reach out, I connect to people. I send video DMs, I close business, I prospect, I I play a really great Spotify playlist. I try to make it fun. I light essential oils because I hate it. It makes me so nervous to like sell and to close business and to prospect and to put myself out there, but you got to do it. So how do we, how do we take the anxiety out of it? Well, we focus on the realness of right now. We do what we can control today and we bring a friend to the fear party. We do something, we bring something to the table, which is nineties and music and, um, incorporating my, I have my, app set up so it prompts me to breathe, you know, every 50 minutes so that I get up and I dance it out or whatever. And I get through Waves Wednesday and every Wednesday something cool has happened. And even if it's going through my text being like, who is a friend I have not reached out to in a while? Like, great. I end my day with that phone call, right? And so again, I get nervous about prospecting and moving business forward like every person does, but we have to be able to do that for our business. We have to take risks. We have to get the no's in order to get closer to the yes. So how can we make that fun? And that's just a tactical way that I try to have fun with something that causes me anxiety. But yeah, focusing on right now, like mm-hmm. today, what is the task at hand? Worry about that. It's so true. Being in the present moment, again, back to the yoga. <laughs> it's, yeah, yoga it's, is meditation. Yoga it is, is yeah. amazing. It's yeah. amazing. It's just t- the, the, the teachings of it, of you know, just how to remain present yes. and mindful and intentional. And I mean, you asked about mental health hacks. I, I would say I that them. that would be my primary one. But yeah, it's it's super important. Yeah, I would say therapy too. Oh yeah. Happy hour. I call it happy hour. Oh, I love that, Judy. Oh. 
It's a positive spin awesome. on it. I love it that. should be positive. It should I be positive. I love that you yeah. just brought up therapy. Yeah. And I think so many people, it's like even like people hide from like the you know, like me exploring, I did dry January and I'm just going to kind of see how it feels. I'm just going to keep going and I'm not trying to make a big deal out of it or anything because it makes me nervous to do that. But like you said, like you just like, yeah, therapy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not drinking. Like, why are we so afraid? Like we love to put labels like, oh, did something happen? You're not <laughs> right. drinking. Or, Is she an alcoholic? Is she okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And those are fear-based reactions. Like, oh, Courtney's in therapy. Oh God. No. Like, you would be surprised how many people, brave, incredible people, are brave enough to lay down bad habits. I mean, you quit smoking and everybody cheers you on, but then you want to like lay down alcohol and everybody thinks you got a freaking problem, right? Mm-hmm. So I love that you just like <laughs> said that, Courtney. You're like, yeah, no, let's also talk about therapy, ladies and gentlemen, because it can be a really so are that's great, Courtney. Keep going. I just love that you went there. Yeah, no, I just think I like to mention it every time I talk about mental health, because it is still a stigma. And as much as I don't feel like it's a stigma, and I'm super open about it, and I always try to encourage people to explore it if they're even at all interested. My assumption is that it's super normal for young people, especially to go like therapies become a little bit trendier, like people talk about it more. But that's not necessarily the case, not entirely. You know, I just there's a a person in my life who is a few years younger than me, she's in her 20s. And she is afraid of what people will think Mm -hmm. if she goes and I'm like, I didn't realize that this was still a stigma, especially for younger people. So I try to bring it up as much as I can, because It is such an amazing way to get to know yourself. I truly do not believe that there's a better gift that you can give yourself than that time and that space and that energy to better understanding the things that are really great and the things that you can heal and the things that you truly could benefit from working on. So anybody listening in the audience, please, psychologytoday.com is a really easy way to look up a therapist. I have used it multiple times. Check out therapy and just try it out and, 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 you know, try that fear experiment. Yeah, I love that. BetterHelp uh, is another one too. It's an online platform, so you can do virtual um, therapy sessions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you can be on camera, you can be off a camera. So there's just a lot of tools now um, at your fingertips. But yeah, if that's something you feel like you need, go get it for yourself. You have to do what feels right for you. And I think, um, yeah. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, we do get caught up in what other people are going to think about us. And I know that I sometimes still, you know, I, I, I am a recovering people pleaser, right? Like I work on it. Like, so much every day. And um, the new thing I've been writing to myself, so um, I do these 10 I am power statements every morning, right? And um, Courtney, I got to send you one of my planners. Do you have one yet? No, no, I just have the workbook. I'll mail you one. I'll mail you one. I want you to try it out. Um, and hopefully you'll become obsessed and like Jen and I, because we're definitely obsessed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I'll put one in the mail for you, but we have these like 10 IM power statements. But anyway, one of my, two of my new power statements, um, have been, I am allowed to say no. I am, Mm -hmm. I am allowed to say no. And I can change my mind. I can change my mind. Wow. And I mean, this just happened to me the other day. I had two friends uh, that I highly respect that are incredible. And Jen, you probably remember this from the Vibe and Thrive uh, in our masterclass. I was on Clubhouse and I was 
excited to commit to this like daily show and like it sounded really great and I was like woohoo and then we were three days into it and I was like this is draining. I'm not sure I love it. Why would I commit to a daily show? I kind of want to bop around other rooms. My life is crazy. What am I thinking? And I literally, I was so stressed out about it and so worried they were going to be mad. And I was so mad at myself for, you know, doing look a squirrel and not just taking a minute to like, let it ride. You know, I'm trying to be this more thoughtful person. And really before I say yes, think about it. But then sometimes things just feel so good. You say yes. And you love the people. So I, over the weekend, I sent them both a note and I said, guys, I changed my mind. <laughs> like, this isn't fun. And I want to, I'll do flybys and I'll support you. But like, I've changed my mind. And I love that, Judy. I yeah. love that you that did that. That was just four days ago. So this is me telling you, like, I was so scared to do it and I'm still learning. But I, thank you for saying that. I, like, I feel so empowered. And you know what? Me doing it once now gives me the courage to do it again because we don't know until we try. We don't know. Jen, you could do this podcast for 10 more episodes and go, what was I thinking? I hate podcasting. (laughs) You are allowed. Yes. And it's so funny. So funny that you brought up the clubhouse things. I remember you saying, okay, I'm going to do this daily thing. And I thought to myself, wow, that's quite a commitment for Judy Haller to do this. But okay, I'm impressed. So Mm -mm. you know what? Mm -mm. Thank you for sharing that. Seriously, because- yes. Everything that all the whole past conversation about anxiety therapy, being allowed to say no and change your mind. I mean, everyone listening who has these fears and has these concerns. I mean, just listen to this group of people talking, and you will see that it's it's okay and it's acceptable, and you're allowed to work on it. And it never really goes away. Like you just get better at it. You And you just get more awake to it. You nip it in the bud faster. Old Judy, Judy five, okay, God, here I go again, third person. <laughs> Judy three years ago would have been, I would have let it ride for a couple of weeks. A month, oh, yeah. I would have let it ride. And you know what I'd do? I'd be miserable. I'd be resentful. I'd take it out of my husband. I'd be slamming wine every night. I would be so mad. I would just be, Ugh. and every day I'd wake up and look at it on my calendar and be mad. And instead, I did it for three days, I took a night to sleep on it, and then I nipped it in the bud. And that is growth. Is it perfect? No, but it's growth. Mm-hmm. It's an awakening. It's an awakening. And and it's an activation. I, I have sort of had inside myself and for myself that really allows me to just sort of operated a different frequency. And I think that's where the power is moving out of, without getting too, too, the, too woo-woo, out of that 3D world and living in more of a five, 5D world where you don't take things so personally. You really see yourself from a distance and you honor the way things make you feel mm-hmm. versus trying to, to take care of everybody else's needs. And this doesn't make you selfish. Because at the end of the day, nothing works if you don't work. And I think us women have a hard time with that because we feel shame and guilt around letting people yep. down or you yep. know, things yes. like that. That's totally true, Judy. It, or being the bitch, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, totally. Yeah, I think to your point, I think it's such a, it's such a, we are all such a work in progress. Mm. And we have days where we feel Should amazing. Should that be the title of your book? No. no, I like I love that. that. <laughs> but we really are. Uh, it's that um, 
in process, in process is two yes. words I'm really like, we're all in process. Sorry, Courtney, but I love that. Like make a mental note. How can that be a keynote? How can that be something? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. In yeah. I, it just, it takes intentional daily effort to show mm. up for yourself in the way that you want to grow. So I think we all have those days where we have a great therapy session or, you know, we actually got a chance to be with girlfriends and be social or whatever it is. And it feels so good, but it's so easy to slip back into old Courtney or old Judy or old Jen and then start to, you know, live out those hardwired habits that we've been living in for so long. So the more that you can show up every day and I love your power statements, I think that's amazing something I think I'll add to my daily power statements are also my boundaries, my daily boundaries. And what, mm, am, what have so I committed bad. to for myself? What am I empowered to say no to or to change my mind or whatever it is? I think you have to look at what you specifically want to grow into and remind yourself every single day of the person and the life that you are committed to growing into so that you stay the course. It's so easy to go back to those old ways, old habits, old anxieties, all that stuff. Yeah. So stay yeah. consistent. You know, Judy, in your master class for the planner, um, that was a big aha moment for me mm. was, I think it was Amanda Zonder who made the comment, you know, goals are also setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, goals are boundaries. okay. So, <laughs> so it's not just you're, you're sitting there going, I'm going to run, you know, 10 miles a week or whatever. I mean, it's, it's saying, I'm going to stop doom scrolling for yeah. an hour a day. You know, that's a boundary. It's a goal, but it's also a boundary to protect your time, protect your mental health. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. People love to like blow off or write off goals, right? And you know, I shared the story in the masterclass about my recent conversation with my best friend. So like we were on the phone and this was like the first week of January or something like that. And um, you know, I am like high vibe into goal focused planning. I am a play I, that is how I roll. Like goals are a blueprint for me and it's how I build my life. And I don't know how people don't have goals and we'll get to that in a minute but so it's always a question that comes up for me and people I love at the beginning of the year and so I was like okay and we're just having a conversation and I said okay so tell me what are your big goals this year and she just laughed she was girl what goals are you kidding me I am like just trying to stay sane right now and she's a teacher working mom a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old you know in that hustle mm -hmm. and I just let her vent a little bit and you know that's a fear-based reaction right it's an anxiety-filled reaction and it's um it wasn't personal but it, it really revealed uh you know what she is feeling around something she knows she should be doing, but she can't seem to do for herself. And then I let her talk and I said, you know, at the end of the day, like if you want to stay sane right now, that's going to take goals. You're going to have to stop using your phone so much. You're going to have to turn off your phone maybe after seven. Maybe you charge your phone across the room. Maybe you uh, walk after work. Maybe you walk the dog more. Maybe you get back to Orange Theory. Maybe you uh, have dinner with the kids uh, on the weekends if you're just flying by the sea. I mean, it's good. Like sanity takes goals. Sanity takes goals. Goals are a ladder. They are a ladder out of where you are to where you want to go. And we don't laugh at people who build a house and have a blueprint to build their house. So why are you building this house, your house without 
a blueprint and goals are a blueprint. It's a roadmap. And I think when you hear it that way, that's empowering. And, you know, as I went on and had that conversation with Joe, she's like, you know, I never really thought about it that way. But I think us women and certainly us mamas, right? The moms with the little ones, there is so much going on. And in order for it to work, you have to work. So yes, it's going to require some goals so that you can show up as the best version of yourself because those kids are watching. And if you want to thrive as a mom, as a human, as a wife and all the things, it's going to take goals. There is just no way around it. Or you can just continue to live your life off of memory and off of whim and constantly be overwhelmed and stressed out and exhausted. But I wouldn't want to live in a house that didn't have a blueprint. Like that was just built off a memory. You know what I mean? Like, and I'll tell you, you know, so with your planner, the days that I use it to the T, you know, the 10 IM statements, the gratitude, blocking the time. Yeah. They're the best days. Right. Like I, why do you think that? Why do you think that? Because I'm intentional about what Mm -hmm. I'm doing and I'm able to, I'm purposely picking the way I want to spend my time. And I don't have to remember, oh, shoot, I forgot to send that email. You know, it's there. It's there Mm -hmm. to remind me. And I have to be honest, I'm not good about every single day doing it. And so when you guys were talking about, you know, you fall back into old habits and it's easy, like uh, that's reassuring for me to hear just because it's something that I struggle with. I'm like, well, why was I good about this last week? But this week I'm like falling apart. What's Mm -hmm. the deal? But then you just have to say, well, tomorrow's a new day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to show up yes. and do what I need to do. Every day is a new day, right? Training. We're in training. We put so much pressure on ourselves. I mean, Courtney, don't you feel that way? Like All the time. We don't just <laughs> sign up for the marathon. We train for the freaking race. Goal-focused exactly. planning is the same way. Starting a business. It, it, just keep showing up. And it's all about building a new habit. Like it's it's – trigger happens then then there's a cue right or, or is it go cue trigger yeah trigger cue reward that's kind of the system for like habit and addiction right like there a trigger like you'll smell smoke i'm a former smoker you'll smell smoke and you go oh i want a cigarette and mm-hmm. then the reward is a cigarette right so it's mm-hmm. like that's the pattern so how do we do that use that same uh philosophy but with building new habits you know what i mean you have to just keep putting new triggers in your life, rewarding yourself and and listening to those cues. And, you know, when that coffee goes off in the morning, it's a trigger. And it's how I know it's time to light a candle and catch a vibe instead of go to my email. And that was something that took time. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know what you'd add to that, Courtney, but I'm sure you've got some routines in there that you've developed. Yeah, they're similar. They're similar to yours. The candles are crucial. Crucial. Scent is very powerful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I became obsessed with the idea of the importance of filling up your cup, mm. and this was like oh. 2020. Like biggest, one of my biggest lessons that I learned was that I could not be productive. I could not pursue the goals, do the work, show up, even feel good unless I had done the work. And it doesn't just happen naturally, especially for somebody who feels overwhelmed and anxious. Like that stuff just doesn't happen. You don't wake up and you're like singing and skipping and you're full of life and energy. Like now, like I need my coffee. I need to light a candle. I need that time. Now I read every Mm, single morning. I pick up a book. I read at least a few chapters Mm. and then I write down gratitude statements Mm. and power statements. And Today, I actually switched gears the first time I've done this, and I wrote down 
how am I feeling? Because I was just not feeling it this morning. And those days happened. So I needed to sit in it and cry a little bit and just reset. And on my to-do list, I put take care of yourself. Mm. And that was something that I had to do today. Mm. And I have to do, that's gonna be happening later today. But I just, I feel like it's, it's so important to have structure because when you know exactly what you're doing that transforms into a different mindset, you can pinpoint it and say, this is working. And now I feel even more encouraged and more excited to do it again the next day. Yes. It's like, you know, working out just so difficult oh, to get in a routine. I did to work not want to do it today, oh. but I'm so glad I did. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> but you see the results, yeah. you see get your body done. changing, your energy levels change. Like you feel so Huge good difference. and you know, why? And it's the same thing when you have that morning routine or the nighttime routine or yep. midday, whatever it is, you know exactly what it is that's triggering a better version of you. Mm. So yeah, same, 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 Judy over here, huge <laughs> fan of goal setting, structure, all of that stuff. I can feel the difference on the days that I don't. Oh yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, I call it my million dollar mornings. Like, you know, yeah. I, I always yeah. am quick to remind people that, um, I mean, well, first of all, the most tactical thing you could walk away, and I think Courtney's just started the conversation and I'll loop it up. If there's one change you can make right now that will dramatically improve the quality of your, of your life, own your morning. Yeah. Before you pick up your phone, before you go into email, before you do anything for anyone else, go inside. And yeah. when Courtney is talking about the work, we're talking about the work, the mm -hmm. work, the work on yourself that no one else can give you but you. And, and most of us wake up and re we react when you can wake up and respond, right? And that may require you to get up before your kids, to lock yourself in your closet, and you're going to have to go get it for yourself. But even in 20, 30 minutes, you can amplify and transform your life. And the, the second and final thought in this category is, you look at all these businesses and brands and people, right, that sparkle on the outside, the only way any of that happens is because that human being has chosen to first do the work on themselves and it's because mm -hmm. they sparkle on the inside, right? So your net worth is directly tied to your self-worth, whether you like it or not. And so this is why it's like all about vibe and thrive, right? Vibe and thrive. Because if you, if you live too high frequency, if you're always in hustle mode, you're going to burn out. And if you run too low vibe, like if all you do is sit around and catch a vibe and watch Netflix and do nothing, you ain't going to get anything done. So we have to find a way to self-regulate and to auto-balance. And our mornings are a way to plug in, to to how we feel that day, to what we need. Is today a day that I need to love myself a little bit more? Is it today? Is today a day that I feel amped and I could go all in here, right? Is today a day that I feel really high vibe and I need to get my most creative day work done, right? So you don't know any of this if you wake up reacting, but when you wake up listening, mm -hmm. you will earn the rewards of that. I cannot explain how much, not only goal-focused planning, but most certainly, owning my morning has absolutely transformed my life. And, and 
I, I don't even know how I'd function without it. Even when I go on vacation, I'm always telling my husband, I'm like, can you go somewhere? Like, I need to like, because you're in a hotel room and I'm like, I need like my tapping. I need my lemon water. I need like all my little things that I do, right? And it, it just takes yeah. me 20 minutes, mm -hmm. but I need it. I mm -hmm. need it. You know, I'm a better so, Judy when I get it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's funny, I think we're working with multi-generations of people who were not taught to identify how they're feeling. Yes. And, you know, the good news is, is that like my kids are getting a curriculum in school called social emotional learning, where they are actually taught oh. mindfulness and mood. Damn. And like, they're, they're taught to identify how they feel in the moment. And I'm like, my daughter talks me off a ledge. That's incredible. She is That's amazing. <laughs> and so I wish I had learning. that. We didn't have that. Mom, you're no. having a mad moment. So oh I think you need God. to take three deep breaths. I'm like, whoa. What this it's it's pretty cool. So there's there's hope. <laughs> there's yes. hope for future generations. They're yeah. gonna be teaching us. They're gonna be like I was gonna say they need adult <laughs> courses for that. Like we have to rewind a little bit. We didn't learn that stuff, right? No. no. And and I hate I'm not saying anything about so about good. the males, but I mean, especially no, exactly. Males you tend to not. It, yeah. My husband has a very hard time identifying a feeling. Oh, oh yeah. He's yep. feeling something, but he won't be able to say uh, what it is. I'm like, right. name it. He's like, I have feeling and emotion. Name it. <laughs> like, okay. Yep. It's so true. Oh, yeah. Emotional so expression. It's, yeah. It's challenging for a lot of people. Oh, it is. It really is. So that's is. a good start. You know, it's just being able to identify that and then mm. take care of yourself in the appropriate way. I love it. Are you having a mad moment? That's yeah, really I know. <laughs> That's so good. That's it's so really good. cute. Yeah. So I think we, we've talked about a lot of different tools. Judy has a ton of tools <laughs> available for those of you who have challenges with anxiety and scheduling and goals and, and all that good stuff. Um, I just want to also give uh, Courtney a chance to talk a little bit about the services that you offer. I mean, you mentioned that you are doing coaching services. Um, so can you tell us just a little bit about what, what people can come to you for as well? Yeah, absolutely. So I am also a speaker. So keynote speaker, motivational, inspirational, all that good stuff. Um, that, to be honest, is probably the, the my favorite service that I provide. And oh my gosh, I miss live experiences. <laughs> and Judy, I know you feel the same way. There is nothing that feels as amazing as being around uh, just a, a group of really great yeah. people. So yes. speaking mm -hmm. for sure, but we're doing virtual, we're doing hybrid, we're doing everything that we can do to support our communities. So that's one service. Um, the second would be emceeing. So any sort of hosting, moderating, emceeing, again, virtual, hybrid, in-person, whatever that looks like. And then I do coaching as well. So I do confidence coaching. I typically work with women for that. I also do um, strategic career coaching and public speaking coaching. So that's what I do. Mm. And book is coming. So stay tuned. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Stay so tuned. Good. It's coming. And Lemonade. Yeah. Lemonade. Please attend Lemonade. Um, Monday, March 8th. It's International Women's Day. We have some amazing speakers that are going to be presenting. So check it out. All Beyonce themed. That's so fun. All Beyonce inspired. I'm so excited. So Very excited. Is there a link in your bio on Instagram for that, by the way, Courtney? Oh, you know it is, girl. Yes. So at Courtney on stage on any social platform. Um, and yes, the link to register is included on my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Perfect. And what is your website if we need to find you there? 
Great question. So <laughs> pretty easy, pretty easy. Um, Courtney-Stanley.com. And that's where you'll find me. Perfect. And then Judy, do you want to give us a brief rundown? Oh, yeah. on your... I mean, just Google me up, Judy Holler. You'll find <laughs> the things, the website, all my books are on Amazon. Learn more about obviously the services we offer inside the brand on website, the website, judyholler.com. Instagram is my favorite place to hang out at Judy Holler. And yeah, Amazon, a quick Judy Holler search up on Amazon will sort of show you what's available from a a book and product perspective. And of course, we're always jamming out on the Yes And podcast. So if you are here, you like podcasts, and if you want to add another one yes. uh, to your Rolodex, I don't know about you guys, but I think through the pan, I've, I've always loved podcasts, but it's just been such a great um, tool for me, um, you know, to yep. stay sane throughout this, this whole wild world. And just, you know, it's such a personal experience sharing the airwaves with a brand or a person you admire or someone you want to learn from. It's such an intimate experience. So it's cool to be on the airwaves with you here today too, Jen. This is great. Yeah. Thank you, Jen, so much for having so us. So cool. Thank you both. I can tell you how much this means to me to have you. And I think the audience is going to love the conversation. We talked about tons of really inspiring and important things. So thank you both. You're welcome. All right. Well, I will link up to all of the things we've talked about in the show notes. So everyone just be in the lookout. And thanks so much. Thanks again, Judy and Courtney, for being an inspiration to me, but also to so many others. You are both proof that by practicing what you preach, you can create the life of your dreams, one goal, one day, and one step at a time. Well, that is a wrap on this week's episode, and I want to hear from you. Please send feedback, show ideas, comments, questions, and of course, interest in participating to me at roomblockpodcast at gmail.com or send me a message on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you for joining me today and please remember to subscribe to The Room Block so you can continue to join in the conversation.